This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, August 16th, 2020. Lessons from the Beach Shells. And it's in your son's name that we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Good morning, Connection Church. Thank you so much for joining us here at 4744 Summit Bridge Road. And those of you who are joining us online, we have, according to my Facebook feed, like 61 families joining us, and that doesn't count YouTube. So there's a lot of people. We're one church, many locations, and we're so glad that we're all together worshiping. I just have to give kudos to our tech and praise team who just help us every week worship our Lord and Savior. Man, awesome. Yeah, yeah, they're working really hard. So ministry is not stopping. You know, COVID may be messing things up, but ministry is not stopping. Yesterday was such an incredible day here at Connection Church. Two people who you have watched grow up from here to here were married in the covenant of marriage. It was Hannah Munzert and Brenton Wiseman. Would you please look at their, a picture of their wedding? Here we go. There, there we, we go. go. Isn't that beautiful? So this was a point where... They had already um, said their vows, and they had a foot washing together, and then they prayed <coughs> before we um, sent them off as Mr. and Mrs. Wiseman, and it was such a beautiful day, and um, we just prayed for them. They've grown up here, and it's, it's been um, an honor to walk with them. Today, after church, uh, we're having a baptism. Nancy <coughs> Johnson's granddaughter, Olivia, is going to be baptized so ministry does not stop. We've got Alpha coming. We're going to be pushing small groups. There's marriage ministry. So buckle up because we're all in this together, right? Actually, we're reaching a wider circle because like with Alpha, we can join Alpha, anybody in the, country, in the world. Isn't awesome. that wild? 
Absolutely. Yeah, so I absolutely. just want to give a shout out to all of you who are joining us. We have people from all over the country, um, Oklahoma, Florida. Uh, I think somebody in the islands are with us. So it's very, very cool. So thank you so much. Did I say I'm Carrie Jones? Uh, I am. You haven't gotten there yet, but you are. Hey, I'm Carrie Jones. Yeah, and I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who've been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you so much for today. It's a day that you've made. It's a day that we get to worship and glorify your name. So settle us in wherever we are, whether it's right here on our uh, property or in our homes or in our workplaces or if we're on vacation, wherever we are, settle us in for just a few minutes so that we can focus on you and what you have in store for us today. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. All right, so this month, we've been looking at lessons from the beach. I love the beach. My favorite place. Anyway, two weeks ago, we talked about the sun and the surf. Last week, our dear friend, Jack Shatama, wasn't he awesome? We watched him from Texas. Um, he talked about um, some insights into sports as it relates to the beach and related them to our current situation of COVID-19 and also gave us a very... Um, good insight into unconscious bias. And then we just wanted to give such a great shout out to Jack as he um, served our church and community. And so today, you remember as a kid you had that tongue twister? Let me put it on the board here. Say it with me. She sells seashells by the seashore. Now five times, no I'm kidding. Just, we're good. So that's our focus today, seashells, and we can learn a lot from them. Uh, Wikipedia gives us this definition. I know Wikipedia isn't the be-all, end-all, but I figured it could give us one for seashells. Seashell, or two words, seashell, also known simply as a shell, is a hard, protective outer layer created by an animal that lives in the sea. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. The shell is part of the body of the animal. Empty seashells are often found washed up on beaches by beachcombers. The shells are empty because the animal has died and the soft parts have been eaten by another animal or they have decomposed. There you go. And so I just need to say, Alan, Hannah and Brenton are watching. Good. Hey, everybody, wave to Hannah and Good Brenton as they're married couple. Yeah. Good Woo! married couple move there. Awesome. We Great way to guys. start your morning, guys. Here we go. All right, Wikipedia does go into more detail, but for our purposes today, what Alan shared really should suffice. More than. <laughs> Let's talk about the shell. The shell, it has a hard, protective outer layer created by an animal. Now, some creatures live in the empty shell of others. The hermit crab, for instance. Um, but most often, these shells that are produced by the sea creature, that the creature actually lives in it. In fact, it's part of its body. It's the exoskeleton. There's a word for you. And its primary purpose of the shell is protection. Protection to offer safety to the creature that it surrounds. So two weeks ago, uh, first message, we talked about the sun, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> and the surf. 
We talked about protection, protection from the sun and how I am diligent, applying lotion. All the years, yesterday I was at my da- granddaughter's softball game, didn't lotion up because it was cloudy and even when it's cloudy, the sun's pouring through in it. That's why I've got a little sunburn today. But I try to be very diligent with clothing and umbrellas and high... Two umbrellas. Uh, two, at least two. High numbered formulas for the skin and, and all I that kind of stuff. And I appreciate that. Stuff, the list goes on and on. We won't go into all today. But anyway, difference here is, uh, from the sun, the protection in this, in, in sun is outside the person. It's a lotion, it's an umbrella, it's a hat, it's a whatever something we put on. Whereas in the case of the sea creature, that protection is an extension of itself. It's a part of their body, of its very being. It's not that it's just something put on. It's always on. It's there. That being said, protection is important. Whether it's our skin, whether it's the shell around the sea creature, whatever protection. It's the reason why we wear clothes. It's the reason why we use a seatbelt. It's a reason why we wear our bike helmets when we ride. Um, it's why we live in houses. Protection. It's not only important, it's really crucial for our survival. Our challenge can be sometimes we're almost too good at protecting ourselves, at shielding ourselves, at putting up, let's say, a tough exterior that at times can be difficult for others to break through, to reach us, to have a relationship with us over the years. I, I know I have times have been a little protective, you know, keeping a kind of a shell over my uh, uh, emotions, over myself. At times people have act- thought I was aloof because of that. Uh, and, and that's not a good thing. It can really get in the way of close personal relationships if we're not careful. When we speak of protection, we're reminded of Ephesians in the Bible chapter 6, where the Apostle Paul tells us all about the armor of God, full armor of God. And so we actually talked about this um, a year ago in a series called Taglines, and when we taught about Ephesians 6, we called the sermon um, the ultra armor of God. I don't know if you all remember that, but that was a fun series as well. Check this out, Ephesians 6, verses 11 through 13. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything, to stand. Hmm. Then Paul goes on in the next verses to explain that the full armor of God includes the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness or right living, and your feet fitted with the readiness, the readiness that comes with the gospel or the good news of Jesus Christ. The full armor of God also includes the shield of faith, the shield which protects us from the flaming arrows of the evil one. Picture that. Along with the helmet of salvation, which Jesus Christ offers us, along with the sword of the Spirit. The sword is the word of God, the Bible, or sword. We need to put on this this armor of God daily. 
but it needs to be more than just something that we put on. It needs to be like that seashell that we're talking about this morning. Part of who we are, part of our very being, an integral part of our existence. So when we walk along the beach where shells have been deposited by the ocean, we get a glimpse of God's incredible creativity. Oh my gosh, look at this picture. It's just a glimpse of how, <clears throat> how diverse and beautiful and creative our God is. What a variation that he gives us for our pleasure. And not only is there a huge variety of types of shells that we find, but it also expands if we go to different beaches around the world. Now, we haven't done that quite yet. It's coming. But it's coming, we hope. No two shells are identical. No two shells are alike. Each shell is individual. You know where we're going with this. Just like each one of us, each one of you is individual, one of a kind, never to be repeated. God created you, you, and God created me, me. And we're reminded of Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14, which we've shared more than once here, and we share it often because it's just crucial for us to remember, to never forget. For you, Lord, created my inmost being, the psalmist writes. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Say the rest with me. I praise you, at home too, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. No mistakes. Say no mistakes. No accidents. Say no accidents. No, God doesn't make junk. God doesn't make mistakes when he creates any of us. God created each and every one of us, each and every one of you, with a unique purpose, with a plan for your life. We're reminded of another scripture. We find this in Jeremiah. We're reading through the Bible in a year, and we've just, uh, we're in Jeremiah. Oh, my goodness. He is. It's well, a long book. It's a long book. <laughs> anyway, Jeremiah was a prophet, and he also was known as the weeping prophet. And we know why after we're reading about him. But um, when he was a very young man, here's what we read in Scripture, Jeremiah 1, verses 4 and 5. The word of the Lord came to me, Jeremiah, saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And that's how it is with you guys, too. Before you were born, I set you apart. That's how it is with you, too. I appointed you as a prophet to all nations. Now, we might not be appointed as prophets to all nations, but we absolutely have a God-ordained purpose and plan right where we are, right where we're planted. And God needs us to share what God's plan is for ourselves and for others. So, back, I think it's you. You already told us. I did, I'm mm -hmm. sorry. That's okay. I got all wound up. That happens. It does. Say all wound up. There you go. It's important that we kind of lean into what God's purpose is for our lives. And it, it might change from time to time. I know mine has. So let's get back to shells. A common 
and easily recognizable shell. Um, and it also has some theological reminders, is, this, is the scallop. The scallop. The grooves on that scallop shell runs from the outer rim. You can see it. It runs on down to a common <coughs> point. Reminds us that we come from a wide variety of places and backgrounds, beginning at different starting points and traveling different routes. All of our paths, though, ultimately lead to a common point, and that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is in Jesus and Jesus alone that we find our common ground. It is in Jesus and Jesus alone that we are saved. So the scallops, how many like scallops here? I love How about at home? Let me see your hands. Very <laughs> good. Okay. We love scallops. They're, they're one of our favorites. So in addition to what Carrie had said, the scallop is what's known as a bivalve. Here's a little history, a little science lesson today, which means it's made up of two shells with a hinge. They're hinged together. That's why the bivalves are like uh, oysters and mussels and clams. There are over 30,000 species of bivalves. 30,000, just of bivalves. Isn't that mind-boggling, the variety that God puts out there? 30,000. Anyway, um, these two shells hinged together represent two basic aspects, can represent two basic aspects of our human condition. The physical, the spiritual. You know, hinged together, the spiritual and the physical. The body and the soul, if you will. God created us with both, body and soul. And um, so therefore, both are important. Over the years, different cultures have placed more emphasis on body and son on the soul, but they're both important. And though we will lose this earthly body at some point, that's one thing we all get to share. At some point or other, this will uh, no longer be what it is today. Um, we don't travel through eternity as disembodied spirits. You know, it's not, ooh, you know, just spirits floating around. We will have a bodily resurrection, and we will be given shells, new shells, that will take us through eternity. That's a good shell, isn't it? It'll take us through eternity, body and soul, an absolutely glorious eternity for each and every one of us. Amen? Amen. 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 So we have a little bit of chatter on our Facebook feed. Debbie Morgan loves scallops, just a little aside. She's our admin. So we want to share one last thing this morning. As we walk along the beach and we look at the shells and we pick them up and we collect shells, we notice that some are kind of common looking, maybe even look a little bland. It could be from the, the water that just sort of beats up at them. Some might be exquisite, some might be eye-catching. But we notice that not all of them are perfect. Not all of them are perfect. In fact, they all have some kind of imperfection. Mm. Some have this or that that keep them from being picked up and put in the shell collection. Some have nicks and scratches. Some are just downright broken. Broken. You can see broken shells. And unless one of these is particularly vibrant or pretty, it's just going to lay 
on the beach. You know, we also that we always don't see that at first because sometimes that shell is situated in the sand where top of it looks okay and you go, ooh, cool shell, and you go down, you dig, and then you pick up a broken shell. It's rare that we keep the less than perfect ones, and I know our daughter's collection does not have broken shells in it. How many of you collect shells? How many of you have kids or grandkids that collect shells? Now we're talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're a lot like those broken shells, aren't we? We're not perfect. We're not perfect. Somewhere along the way, brokenness has come into our lives. In one way or another, we're all broken, aren't we? One way or another, all broken. Physically, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually. And like those shells, sometimes it's hard for other people to see our brokenness, you know. (laughs) And we like that. We like getting down in the sand so that brokenness doesn't show like those shells. Because like the shells on the shore, we figure that nobody wants something that's broken. Nobody wants something less than perfect. No. Nobody wants something or someone like you or me broken. And sometimes we figure that God's in that bunch too. How could a perfect God want to have anything to do with someone as imperfect as me? You might think. Why would Jesus want to give his life for somebody as messed up as I am? That's some stinking thinking. I'm just going to say it flat out. Stinking thinking. Actually, Alan usually says those kinds of things, but I'm going to claim it too. This is a, a day in history because it is a day normally Carrie doesn't. That I would say something is unwilling like that. to say those kind of words. So lines. I'm going to invite you to say it. Stinking thinking. Stinking thinking. Absolutely, because <clears throat> unlike the shells on the beach that we discard because they're imperfect, and some of you keep them, but some of us don't, for their brokenness, God loves you and God loves me just as we are flaws and all, and in our brokenness, and too much to leave us in our, that current condition. Jesus came for our brokenness. That's why he walked the earth, that's why he died, that's right, why he rose again. So that we don't have to dwell and live in that spot, but have new life in Christ. Jesus came to help us become the person that he had in mind when he first conceived, when he first thought of us so long, long ago. Our challenge is Jesus is a gentleman. And that means he never forces himself on us. He doesn't mend us against our will. It's not how it works. So it's up to us to to realize our brokenness, to realize that we need repair. It's up to us to say, here I am, Jesus, flaws and all. I, truth be told, I say I'm fine, Lord, but I'm not. I'm broken. And Lord, you're the only one who can put me back together. I'm yours.
Man number one, you're supposed to have it all together. And when they ask how you do, and just smile and tell them never better. Line number two, everybody's life is perfect except yours. So keep your messes and your wounds and your secrets safe with you behind closed doors. Truth be told, the truth is rarely told. I say I'm fine, yeah, I'm fine, oh, I'm fine, hey, I'm fine, but I'm not. I'm broken, and when it's out of control, I say it's under control, but it's not. And you know it, I don't know why it's so hard to admit it, when being honest is the only way to fix it. Well, there's no failure, no fall, there's no sin you don't already know. So let the truth be told. There's a sign on the door that says, come as you are, but I doubt it. Because if we live like I was true, every Sunday morning pew would be crowded. Didn't you say the church should look more like a hospital? A safe place for the sick, the sinner and the scarred and the prodigal. Like me, truth be told, the truth is rarely told. Oh, am I the only one who says I'm fine? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. Hey, I'm fine, but I'm not. I'm broken, and when it's out of control, I say it's under control, but it's not, and you know it, I don't know why it's so hard to admit it, when being honest is the only way to fix it, well there's no failure, no fall, there's no sin, you don't already know, so let the truth be told, can I really stand here unashamed? Knowing that your love for me won't change. Oh, God, if that's really true, then let the truth be told. I say I'm fine, yeah, I'm fine, oh, I'm fine, hey, I'm fine, but I'm not. I'm broken, and when it's out of control, I say it's under control, but it's not. And you know it. I don't know why it's so hard to admit it. Being honest is the only way to fix it. Well, there's no failure, no fall, there's no sin. You don't already know. Yeah, I know. There's no failure, no fall, there's no sin. You don't already know. So let the truth be told. I just want to share, and it looks like our broadcast might have been interrupted, but Ted wrote, God will pick us up, the broken shells. God doesn't leave those shells there. And then um, our friend Pat from Seaford, it's that we're accepted even when we're broken. And I just think that there's so, that's so important 
to remember. Let's pray. <clears throat> Most holy God, we, um, like the shells on the beach, we too were broken. And as was just shared, the difference is you pick us up, but you don't discard us. You don't throw us back. You are the mender. You are the healer. You are the one that brings second chances. You are the one who brings new life. The truth be told, it's hard for us to admit our brokenness, even to you, especially to you. And yet, uh, that's the only way we can ever get better is to be honest and to square it up, face up, give it to you, give you our brokenness so that you can do something with it, so that you can bring healing and wholeness once again, so that you can... Um, Help us to be the people that you intended when you first thought of us so long, long ago. We thank you, we praise you, we glorify your holy name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All those gathered here and at home said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at Just Show Up. Church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.